Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome back, folks. CB here, another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. This show brought to you by our friends at Mucinex. I'm just kidding. It's just a sinus infection. I love the weather here in Alabama. Actually, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fully Loaded Tobacco Free Chew. It's quitting season. If there's something you want to quit, if you're trying to get rid of the smokes, trying to get rid of the vapes, things like that, check out Fully Loaded Tobacco Free Chew made from 100% clean and pure nicotine. Fully Loaded allows you to sacrifice nothing. Available in long cutting pouches in nine flavors. Fully Loaded provides the full flavor and full texture you would expect, but allowing you to drop the tobacco and keep the nicotine. Available in full, half, and zero nicotine options. Check out FullyLoadedChew.com. Use code ANGLERS25 for 25% off your first order. Fully Loaded will be your best catch yet. Big show for you guys today. Got your first winners from 2022. Seth Jenkins, TJ McKenzie with Emanuel College, won a big event, uh, MLF College event down on the Harris Chain. Going to talk to them, find out how they did that, and talk a little bit more about Emanuel College and the college fishing experience. All that and more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm Chris Brown, along with, of course, AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, Social Media Ninja, Mr. David Jong. Please excuse my voice. I don't know what happened. I'm dealing with a little bit of sinus stuff, a little bit of, I don't know what, probably stress, hypertension, you name it, live stream. I'm just going to call it the live stream sickness, KG, because I, I don't know. I don't know what else to call it at this point. I think you're dealing with some of the same thing too, aren't you? more than anything oh i guarantee it is i i guarantee it is we're up and down and back and forth and here and there david how the heck are you buddy well i guess if you guys are cold and i'm frozen it's been pretty cold up where i'm at like normally cold but i guess you know beats having a head cold and all the stress from this past weekend but you guys did a pretty good job i liked a lot of the new stuff that you rolled out this past weekend just just pretty good is that it just pretty good if I say very good and you say, well, it was not that great, then like, well, so I, I had to play in the safe zone there. Oh, that's KG's line. KG is the one that's going to say it wasn't. We're very just good. looking for your honest opinion. That's yeah, all. That's it. That's all we're looking for right there. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> we had some issues to begin with. We got it figured out. We never said we can't do it today. We made sure that it happened and uh, we got it figured out. And lo and behold, it worked. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll be happier once the trailer is organized, KG. I'll be happier once, um, you know, my OCD and Kenny's OCD kicked in. And we both were kind of wigging out just a little bit on having stuff all over the place. And David can't see behind the scenes. You don't know what we're dealing with here. But um, it's, you know, the new trailer is pretty awesome. We just got to get everything 
in its place and make it all happen. So I've been to Harbor Freight today. I've been to Lowe's today. And um, we're, we're in the process of, of making this transition, KG. So by the time we get to Neely Henry, we will be live streaming machines, I hope. Fingers crossed. Well, see, I, I know how you operate because I've been around you for a while now, but you're you're always trying to do things better and figure out better ways to do it. So some of this uh, happens to be a process. It takes a little bit of time. So, you know, in that process, it can be, you know, maybe a little growing pains. But, uh, you know, the outcome uh, is already better and will continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is, is we've got we've gotten more comments on the bushlight breakdown than we have anything else i think from the, from the entire weekend the bushlight breakdown seems to be you know the key so i'm working on more of that and that's going to include you kg come way in time we'll talk about that off air sometime but that's going to we're going to include a little more of that it's somewhere down the road but no it was a lot of fun I, i'm enjoying the live stream side of things and um you know, I'm a little bit obsessed with it when David sends me text today going, hey, did you get this email and that email? Because I hadn't responded to him yet because I've been too busy doing other things. So, yeah, that's why, David, That's I was actually out of the office at that point in time, but that's why that was what way it is. So <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's all good. So, But no, it was, uh, it was a good time. We had a good weekend. It's good to get tournament season kicked off. I mean, we had a lot of tournaments going on from Rayburn um to across the country i saw a bunch of different ones that were happening so uh yeah very good to get some things going get some folks back on the water and to see some results david come across the screen this week mm -hmm. so well we were able to witness a team win thirty three thousand two hundred fifty dollars in a one-day team event a one-day team event there's guys that won toyota series events three-day events last year that um they didn't win that much money hang on just a minute yo hey <laughs> chill out that's courtesy of my uh my 10 week old black chocolate lab nola jane she's found the bubble wrap in my office so she is uh, completely wigging out if you can hear that in the background completely wigging out on whatever it is bubble wrap and everything else but uh, 33,000, uh, over 33,000 for a one day deal. And then we saw a first timer win on Rayburn. Um, first time ever in the front of the boat, one on Rayburn on a daggum drop shot. I read a drop shot and won him $6,000 this weekend. So a lot of cool fishing stories going on this past weekend. Uh, well, sp speaking of you read, that's what he caught it on. <laughs> I guess I might as well go ahead and do it. Same. I was pleasantly surprised to see somewhat legitimate press release for BFL again. You know, last year, it seems like they kind of went back to this generic form that didn't really give any information other than, you know, top 10 standing. Yeah. So um, hopefully they will continue this trend. It's good to see that they um, give the anglers of the BFL some you know, some press because I think they deserve it. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate tournament trail that deserves the attention. No, you're right. It is. It exactly is. And you wonder where all these guys come from that are fishing Toyotas that have moved up to the pro circuit that are vying for a spot on the pro on the BPT tour and um, pretty damn good chance they came out of 
the BFLs, right? I mean, a lot of guys fish the BFLs. I yeah. fished them, and, you fished them, and a lot of others. I mean, there's a lot of guys that fish the Toyota, fish BFLs also. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there there was an elite series angler in, in the particular BFL this weekend. Finished yeah. second. Finished so. second in the, in that one. So that's um, yeah, yeah. It's it's that is the to me that's that's the pinnacle of the grassroots level. I think of our sport, right? The opens Toyota series, that's a little higher commitment than just grassroots level, but the BFLs, I mean, that's really where you get your first taste of pro co type of deals. I mean, everything else is team tournament stuff, high school's team tournament, college's team tournament, most everything else is team tournament. So to be able to go there and do a, you know, BFLs is really your first pro co entrance into, you know, fishing or, or hermit fishing. So it's, it deserves the recognition. It really does. I remember having that conversation with Joe Opogger, like that, David Opogger. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, uh, and charity back. Um, I even got her name, right. Charity back at, at ICAST of last year. And, you know, we, we questioned that a little bit and said, Hey, what's the deal? And they're like, well, you know, there's just a lot of them and this and that, but it deserves the attention. It really does. So, and, and- and I, I understand it, and I understand it's hard to get the information from some of these anglers. Some of these anglers, you know, may or may not tell you the truth. I, I, I get all that. I see all that. I'm involved in some of that. But you still have to, to at least put forth the effort to try to make it happen. Yeah. And 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 I mean, kudos. I'm glad. I'm glad they did it. This was the first one, Sam Rayburn. I hope it continues with the other events. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so David, you know what we were doing this weekend? What were you doing this weekend? Um, what did I do this weekend? It wasn't much because uh, no, I that's right because uh, I watched part of you guys doing live in the morning, and then I, I missed out on the weigh in because I had to go to a buddy of mine has he lost his mom due to a stroke, so I went to a funeral this past Saturday. So nothing fun, but I kind of tuned in whenever I could with you guys to see how you guys are doing. So uneventful. Trying to stay warm. Trying to stay warm. Okay. Well, at, at what time did you watch live Saturday morning? Uh, probably once. No, I think uh, it was at seven ish because I think you guys are still on commercial in between. So probably something after seven. Because I try, I got to know. I think it was just on commercials while the guys are still out trying to from takeoff and everything. So, uh, yeah, about between seven to seven to about maybe before nine o'clock. Then I kind of tune in out because I had to take my kids to get their second, uh, COVID shot too. So, so you really missed the good parts then pretty much Kenneth is what he did. He, he, he missed the good stuff. So yeah, he probably just about missed me because where I started out, I didn't have signal for we, a while. So. We didn't see Kenneth for a and, long time. So, but that, that's why he said it was pretty good. If he'd seen me and you know, he probably would have downgraded it a few notches. It would have been, it would have been amazing. I, we, you have a lot of fans on live. I'm just going to be up with a lot of folks <laughs> love to hear you break stuff down. So it's, um, it's definitely, over the other two, you have a lot of fans on live, KG. So just so you know that. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is going on? We got um, a couple things on the website. You've got the Humminbird making a big expansion. And um, I've actually started seeing some Humminbird stuff start coming in for my new boat. Ain't got a motor. Don't know when I'll get a motor. But the boat's in process, and I'm starting to see some uh, – some stuff. The UPS guy backed up to my front door, to my garage door today. And I thought, oh, no, this ain't good. 
And uh, he started unloading stuff. So I'm like, hey, look at here. So got me a few things to go on the new boat. Um, but it'll probably be like it was last year. And they're all going to sit in storage for a number of months. And then we'll see what happens. But that's just kind of part of the – that's just kind of the way the ball rolls right now with the way everything's going. So hopefully um, hopefully we get that squared away and get that fixed up. But uh, got that. But Hummingbird's got a big expansion going on in Eufaula. Alabama, so excited for that. That's going to be a big deal. I'm trying to keep up with demands. They're going to grow that down there a little bit. And um, it's just cool to me, KG, that that stuff is built right here in the great state of Alabama. And has been since day one. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. I mean, you drive through old Eufaula to get to Hummingbird over there. And um, I did notice that when, every time I've been there, the engineering building is like behind a steel wall. You can't get there. Right, there's a big gate and it's garden. You can't get anywhere close to it. I asked, I inquired about going down there, and they said, No, no, you have no clearance whatsoever. And I said, I can give you my firstborn. They're like, We don't want him. I'm like, Well, I don't either. So, <laughs> what you know, but uh, but no, so some cool stuff going on there. Let me pull up the uh, the insider, David, to see what else is going on. We'll get into some more stuff here. Toward the uh, toward the, the back end of the show, there's quite a bit happening in the the world of fishing right now, but um, we are getting ready to here in just a few minutes welcome in the oh here's one Strike King signs on as the Bassmaster College title and supporting trail sponsor. How cool is that? It's cool. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So. Uh, excited for Strike King to sign on to that. I know when I was there years and years and years ago and college fishing had just kicked off, um, we tried to do a lot with that. We, we saw a lot of uh, potential in the college fishing, so it's, it's, it's cool to see them step up. A uh, lot, lot of new sponsor changes, a lot of new things going on with, uh, with Bass and, and their series, you know, from St. Croix to Strike King to a few others a very very cool deal so very neat to see that stuff those guys pop up and and do that and uh, step up and, and do that and then david the uh, rookie podcast this past week with um jay securich yep. yeah sorry jay i spelled your name wrong in one of the posts <laughs> but i went back and fixed it but um dude great great episode and your producer got the commercials right so how about that well, uh, uh, hopefully people are liking it. You know, it's only episode number two. Hopefully number three, people are still digging to it. And then yeah, I'm still lining up a few more uh, this time. I know that the first couple ones here were more elite series focused, but uh, yeah, we're going to give some post-circuit love out there too in a bit here as well. Okay, good deal. Well, that's, um, that's some cool stuff. So uh, nice job with that. Um, and then, Costa Sunglasses, name's John Acosta, Vice President of Marketing for, uh, for Costa. So Acosta formerly with uh, MLF, I believe, right, David? It is correct. So formerly with MLF has been named um, Vice President of Marketing and Business, or Vice President of Marketing, excuse me, uh, for, um, for Costa. So kind of a big scenery change uh, for John coming out of Missouri uh, or wherever he's been located to, uh, to Florida. He'll, uh, he'll enjoy that. I think a lot more so than where he was, I would imagine. But I've, uh, I've met John once. Uh, we're talking about trying to get him on the show here in the next week or two. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, congratulations to him. 
that should send Costa going the right direction. Been a lot of changes there. Uh, hopefully they can, you know, John can kind of right the ship and continue to grow the, the, the Costa brand of things. So, all right. Well, it's a strong brand. Yeah, it's a strong brand with the, with a pretty good history of how they've done things. So hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully he'll kind of dive into some of the past and make sure that, that some of that continues. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, you know, Costa's grown into a pretty big business now, um, you know, just outside of, of Costa owned by Luxottica and um, got a lot of, they're, they're part of a bigger a bigger sandbox now than, than they were in the past. So, of course, that's been, you know, they've been owned by them for a number of years, but it's, uh, you know, it it's good to have a, a guy like John there kind of running things in the marketing side. So um, hopefully we can get our deals finished up. Uh, that's kind of been a um, – we've always been on delay there. So hopefully this will kind of speed things up for everybody involved. And I, I can see him doing a lot more in the freshwater side of things with his um, MLF and BPT background. So it should work out really, really well. So that's, uh, that's good. Congratulations to him. So take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to welcome in our – guest for the evening um <coughs> excuse me i've forgotten their names let me just mark that real quick i know what i'm trying to do i'm just trying to get there all right when we come back we're going to welcome in our uh our guest for the evenings your emmanuel college duo seth jenkins and tj mckenzie i'm both out of south carolina they fished for emmanuel college they won the MLF Abu Garcia College fishing opener on Harris Chain this past weekend with five fish that went 25-14. So um, barely edged out the team from Weber International University, it looks like, who had 25-13. Uh, let's see, they had, what, six bags over 20 pounds in this one, KG. So a lot of big fish caught. Um, interested to talk to those guys to see how this went down for them. So... Y'all hang tight. We're back with more right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. I think I always tie one on. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time.
at Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. And, of course, as you just heard via the commercials, you pair up a Dual Pro charger, Kenneth, with a rely on lithium battery and you just can't go wrong i mean they're just absolutely flawless together kenneth i mean when was the last time you charged your batteries kenneth a month ago um no i actually plugged them in when i got back this weekend but you hadn't but 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 you didn't plug them up front at the hotel did you you just let them sit and, and the way you went yes I, I mean i i can go four or five days if i choose to but I usually don't do that if I don't have to. Right. But I just know that I can. Sure. That's that's a good thing. So, but we are excited to welcome in our guest for tonight, your Harris Chain champs for the MLF Abu Garcia College Fishing Opener down Harris Chain from Emmanuel College, the duo of Seth Jenkins and TJ McKenzie. Guys, how the heck are you? Good. Yeah. Good, good. Happy to be here. <laughs> How's it feel to kick off 2022 with a win? Unbelievable. That feels amazing. We're ready to go. Ready to go back. Ready to go back? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was the one thing that I learned out real quick is once you get one first place, you're hungry for another one for sure. So, oh, yeah. so what year are you guys at Emmanuel? We're both sophomores. Both sophomores. Yes, sir, sophomore. Okay, both sophomores, and both of you are from South Carolina. So did you guys know each other prior to going to, to college, or is this something that, that happened together or happened when you guys were at uh, – when you started Emmanuel? Oh, it's a funny story. Funny story. So <laughs> um, Seth and I first met about three, four years ago, I think, uh, at the 2018 – it was – the very first ever it was FLW at the time, right. but they put on the very first ever high school fishing camp presented by Costa, mm-hmm. and that is that's where we first met. Seth, you can go ahead and tell a little bit more if you want. <laughs> I mean, we uh we were just eating one day, and TJ walks up to us and like very outgoing. I was very shy at the time, and he just started talking to my dad, and I was like, "This kid, this this guy, he knows what he's doing." Yeah. And we just got, I mean, I was like, he's going to be, he's going to be good when he gets older. I'm going to be watching him. And then three years passed by and he was fishing for Newberry last year at college. And I was fishing at Emanuel. And I noticed that he, he came to Emanuel and I was like, I, there's no way. Like, I got to get that. I got to get, we got to get together. <laughs> so yeah. you got, so is this your first tournament y'all fish together? Well, first, like, major tournament. We were fishing a few local tournaments around the beginning, like the beginning of this year. But Gotcha. Other than that, yeah. Okay. All right. So, 25-14 for the win on the Harris chain. 
And looking down the top ten uh, team list here, I mean, dude, you guys squeaked this one out, didn't you? Very stressful. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I didn't think it would. I didn't think it would be like that. But one out, I mean, that's all it takes. I've I've watched the pros win by one out, and I I was talking. I was, it's funny. I was talking to my sisters, and everyone was saying congratulations, and it's it's like uh, you know. It's awesome to win by one ounce, but if you're on the other side of that, I know it, and I know it can't feel too good. No, it's hard to lose by an ounce. That's for sure. It's it's even harder to win, obviously, by an ounce. But let's um let's go through your day. 189 teams. What boat number were you going out? 91. Okay, so kind of mid pack. All right. So yeah, that kind of gives you kind of gives you the best. How how long had you spent down there practicing? We were down there. We got, but, but we got there Sunday morning at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so we left on Saturday, and we fished Sunday afternoon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. I got you. And tournament was just on Saturday? It was on Friday. Friday, Friday just a one day on Friday. I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay. I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm – Got to read my dates here a little better. So, all right, so Boat 91, talk a little bit about practice. How was practice going, and how did you feel going into the tournament? You can go first, TJ. Yeah, no problem. So, practice was uh, – Seth and I really capitalized on practice, I guess I'd say. We had a game plan, and we stuck to it. That's what I'm proud of, proud of us for. Uh, we knew coming into the Harris Chain tournament that it wasn't going to be one of shallow. So, uh, I mean, being from Hartwell and some of the deep, clear water lakes, you're like, okay, we can fish offshore. That's no problem. But the only problem is, is offshore in Florida is six to eight foot of water. So that's shallow for us back in Anderson and the Hartwell and the Savannah River chain. But that's not, that, that's deep for, you know, Florida lakes. They're giant ponds. So we put our heads down. We idled and idled and idled and found some offshore stuff, tried to replicate it. We ended up replicating it. And then uh, the second to last day of practice, so this is Wednesday afternoon, uh, something crazy happened, and I'll let Seth tell you all about that one. <laughs> well, we were, uh, we were just idling along. We, we started idling at about 8 a.m. that morning, and we didn't get done. We idled around on Eustace until 12 o'clock and we were like okay well let's move on to another pool let's see if we can find something else there so we moved on and we were going down this bank kind of like six six foot range and stuff on the front looking and scanning looking and all this stuff and i'm just back there and i'm like I hear a lot of big fish are calling the rattle trap. So I just started following my rattle trap around in the middle of the lake. And then I just reeled out on a six and a half pounder. Hmm. And we were blown away and we were trying to figure it out for the longest time, but we sat there forever and we finally figured out what was down there. And TJ was like, all right, I'm going to make one more cast. Cast out in front of the boat, catches another six and a half pounder. So we, out of the idled that whole thing and then went and replicated that somewhere else but i'll let tj 
tell y'all how we found the next spot, which is kind of crazy. I'm I'm liking so, this. I'm liking this back and forth thing. This is a true team effort here on this podcast, KG. We're, we're seeing why they work so well on the water as a team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right, go ahead, TJ. We, uh, we have some stuff in the back of our head. So the very first place that we actually practiced was a pop so that first uh, first Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. And we didn't know if there was going to be one on a popka or not. So we just wanted to go try to find some offshore stuff on a popka. Didn't end up working out. Well, it was getting late, and uh, we just crossed that. We, we wanted to, like, go into the tournament knowing, you know, we didn't leave anything unturned. We, we did everything we wanted uh, and just – just gave it everything so we were on the way back it was late and then we spun a hub <laughs> on our prop so we called this is the this is the blessing part about having such a wonderful team but a manual you can call up any guys on the team no questions asked they'll give you the shirt off off their back and they will help you through any problem you have so we called up one of the guys on our team Cy Casey and his partner Tanner and they came pick Seth up Seth went and got his truck and met us back at the landing that we were next to. And we just idled and I idled to the landing and loaded the boat up. Well, the next morning, we we didn't know what to do. We have a spun prop, spun hub. All we could do was idle. We couldn't get on pad or anything. So that spot Seth was telling me about the six-pounder, we put in at that lake. And we were like, you know what? We'll just idle around, find some shallow stuff where we can catch a limit, go offshore later in the afternoon, and try to catch us a big bag. Well, when we were idling from shallow bank to shallow bank back and forth, I idled over one of just a spot in six to eight foot of water, just like the other one. I was like, Seth, that looks just like that offshore spot we found earlier in the week. So we just turned around, made a cast at it, Another six and a half, first cat. Oh wow! So Seth and I immediately, Seth and I immediately put our rods down and just we knew what we needed to do, and we just idled six to eight foot of water the whole entire way around that lake for the rest of the day. And then uh, Seth's parents ended up meeting us later that afternoon, changed out. Me, me and Seth have the same exact boat, same exact motor, Yamaha two fifty show. So uh, Seth ended up putting his prop on my boat. And uh, the rest was history. Went out tournament day and caught us a good sack. But we just that that whole entire mindset during practice was we didn't we wanted thirty pounds, thirty pounds, thirty pounds. Kept our head down and um, we gave it everything and ended up getting the win by one ounce. <laughs> wow, wow. So on um, on tournament day, how quick did you catch your limit? We had our we what we had our limit nine o'clock. Yes, it was it was crazy. We had a we had a small limit, though, a, a long way to work up. Twenty okay. at eleven thirty, right? Yeah, yeah. We had twenty pounds at eleven thirty. Okay, all right. So, how you feeling about eleven thirty? Knowing you got twenty pounds in the boat, we were like, well, at first we were like, we got to all right. It's time to catch a big one. Let's go. We got most of our bigger bites in practice at like eleven thirty to one o'clock. So we wasn't we wasn't nervous, but we knew our the time was coming for the big ones to move in. Right. So we wasn't really sweating it that much until. Well, we, we didn't really sweat that much at all the whole day, but I just mean like we really wanted that thirty 
that 30 pound bag. So we were just waiting on one of them eight pounders to come in and he never did, but the good Lord said we didn't need it anyways. So <laughs> did you in the, in the back, Seth, Seth and I were talking all day and I mean, we, we knew that 30 pounds was going to win it. We, we didn't, we didn't think 25 was going to get us. I mean, Seth and I were pleased. We were, we were like 25 pounds. That's awesome. Top five. I mean, nothing's better than that, you know. But we didn't realize it was so tough for everyone else that day. I also got a five-lot worm hook right through my hand also. And I had <laughs> CJ was pulling the medical kit and bandaging me up. It's all on GoPro. So. That's oh, yeah, all. we have everything on GoPro. I can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see that. Kenneth, what you got for him? You know, a lot of anglers that, you know, get adversity on the, on the water, you know, practicing, it just kind of, it'll throw them off. They, they want to give up and think that they can't accomplish anything. It sounds like you guys kept your head on straight, didn't let it keep you from, you know, trying to accomplish what you went there to accomplish. What, what, it's, what, is, what have you done to kind of help get you through that kind of process? Ever well, since I was little, ever since I was little, my dad always would tell me, you know, um, control what you can control. If if something goes wrong that you couldn't have done anything about, then of course worry about getting the problem solved, but don't don't stress out about it. So we spun the hub, and it was, was there's nothing I could do about it. It, it wasn't there wasn't there wasn't anything that was mine or Seth's fault. So Seth and I first figured out how to solve the situation. And then after that, we just continued with practice and used everything to our advantage. Go ahead, Seth. Well, I was just, just going to pretty much say the same thing. Like, you just – we we didn't really mm, – I was panicking when, as soon as we spun the prop because we, had, we, we wanted more, basically. We were hungry for another spot. We only had like one or two solid spots, and I wanted to have at least like an A, B, and C plan. And I was nervous, and CJ was just there. He was like, "It's fine. Wait, we're we're good." And then as soon as I figured out that we had my prop coming, that was after we were, we were trying to figure out what was gonna happen next. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had had either of you been to Harris Chain prior to this event? We both fished it in high school. Wait, no, it we fished it last year. Okay, all right. Oh uh, yes, sir. I, I was currently fishing for Newberry, and so I fished with uh, my partner at Newberry, and Seth was fished with his last year. Uh, his partner at Emmanuel. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. Well, you've got a um, you, you've got a pretty good support system in your team there at uh, at Emmanuel, and uh, and your coach, Miss Pam Martin Wells, don't you? Yes, she does everything she can for us. We can't thank her enough. She is always there, even when we're down or anything like that. She's always motivating us to be better, and it's just it it can't be better, honestly. Okay. It was yeah we we owe it we owe it all to Miss Pam. I mean, even Miss Pam was was the one who pushed that idea of even though you have a spun hub, just get back out on the water, 
and, and just find something. You know, you, you you can do you can do everything with your trolling motor or just by idling around. Well, it, and and it and it goes it goes off the water too. I mean, our our we have a hashtag on the back of our jerseys and and a, and a thing that we try to live by. And it's just beyond the boat. You know, um, our stories go beyond the boat and. This Pam goes way beyond the boat. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be fishing related for her to give a piece of advice or for her to step in and help us. It, she, she's there for us during it all. Sure, sure. Well, Miss Pam's kind of been there, done that. You know, she's. Uh, we know Pam pretty well here in Alabama, and um, she's kind of been there, done that, dealt with that, uh, is dealing with that, and uh, she's a pretty phenomenal person. You know, outside of fishing as well. So. Oh yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> KG, um, you you talked about thinking you really needed thirty pounds to win this tournament, and you knew you didn't have that when you came in. At what point did you did it dawn on you that you might win the tournament? Probably when every single one of our team members was over at our boat, and we were just like, because we were expecting we had some absolute studs on the team right so with them coming over there and being like yo y'all got them like that that really made us feel a lot better about it because the kids on the emmanuel team the guys they are really good <laughs> and we're just we're just working together we have help yeah, we, each other all week talking to each other all week oh yeah yeah we've we've got hammers from all over the country on a manual team so we came in and we see nothing but a whole line of a manual jersey on the bank waving us down already have a parking spot on the bank for us and just nothing but confidence when we pull up on the bank it really it started to set in then for sure for something like how many manual teams were at this event because you guys as a school you guys had a heck of a, a tournament didn't you Oh yeah, yes sir. I think I think what so we had six in the top fifty, maybe. Um, yeah, I know yeah. of yeah, I know there was three, including you guys in the top twenty, top eighteen. So I mean that's that's impressive, guys. I mean it really is. Especially out of one hundred and eighty nine boats. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I'm really proud of these guys. We're all working together to get that team of the year, and I think it's going to happen. All right, so your next stop is where? What's your next tournament? Our next stop is back at Harris next week. Oh, okay. For the, the Bassmaster College. Ah, so you've already qualified for, for one national championship, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now you got an opportunity to go back to back. How? What's, what are the odds there? Honestly, uh, I'm getting nervous even thinking about it. I mean, I – we're just hoping that can't I, I can't really express, but I feel like personally they are gonna still be there, and we're gonna have to find some more stuff, obviously. But I think we we possibly have it figured out for this month, maybe. Okay, we're hoping so. All right. So I think I think Seth and I are just gonna keep the same mindset. You know, we're going to keep the same mindset of keeping our head down, trying to stay ahead of the fish. We've been watching the weather this this 
past week and this upcoming week and he's going to try to stay ahead of them hopefully try to work as good as we did together last week do it again this week okay well david has decided to participate in this show so david what what questions do you have for uh for the boys so out of the three of us guys here over at English Channel, I'm the least knowledgeable when it comes to collegiate athletics. But is there? Do you guys have like a rival college or um, something like that when it comes to college fishing? All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I would say. I mean, we're 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 friends with a lot of the different teams. I have a lot of friends on different teams throughout the whole circuit, honestly. I mean Yeah, I couldn't I wouldn't really say, I mean I I I can't think I really can't think of anything that or anyone that would be considered a rival. I mean, all the guys that's the difference between college fishing and I guess I'd say football or basketball, you know, um Fishing, you have to really put a lot. You have to sacrifice a lot. And we all have the same end goal if we're fishing the collegiate level to try to go higher. And we all help each other out. We, we've all been in certain situations. We all have knowledge on certain lakes. And I think more of us are buddies than enemies. Not really enemies. You know what I'm saying. But rivals within certain teams and stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Kenneth? You have just described why it's the best sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, last question, unless David puts his hand up again. Um, last question. Who were you pulling for in last night's national championship game? <laughs> I mean, go dog. Yeah, Ooh. go dog. All right. There we go. I so, two South Carolina boys going to going to college in Georgia. You know, I had had to had to pull for had to pull from my closest team. You know, yeah. dogs on that one, hundred percent. All right. Well, let me ask the other question then. Outside of last night's game, who do you usually pull for? Are you a Are you a Clemson Tiger? Or are you a Gamecock? We're both I'm, a, I'm a I'm a <laughs> yeah. We're both Carolina fans. Okay. All right. All right, all right. That's good to hear. That's good. We're to loyal. Hear. L- loyal. Okay. <laughs> all right. You, listen, from an Auburn fan, you got to be loyal. I promise you, because you know, when seasons like we've all had, it's you got to be loyal. It's the only way you can survive. So I was pulling for the dogs last night, very quietly. Kenneth's gonna give me a mean face. My wife's a Bama fan, so very quietly, I was pulling for the, for Georgia. But uh, that's that's part of it. Well, guys, thanks so much for your time tonight. Congratulations on the win, and uh, we'll be we'll be glued to uh, we'll be glued to the leaderboard come here in a couple of weeks when you guys are back down there for the Bassmaster event. Uh, exciting to see Thank how that you. one turns Thank out you. for you. So, Thank you. Absolutely. We're excited too, for sure. Absolutely. So, guys, take care, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. All right, guys, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, here they are, TJ McKenzie and Seth Jenkins. What are you laughing at, David? Well, it's yet you kind of like, well, that's what I was kind of going with my question. Cause I mean, I, you know, I don't know if it was like, you know, some of you SEC guys were, well, 
it doesn't matter which team won the national championship because it was an SEC team or if it was like, you know what? <laughs> We're ride or die with the tide or what? <laughs> oh, it, it matters more because it was two SEC teams. Yeah, that's exactly right. It does. It does. I, I'll be really honest with you, though. I fell asleep. We both fell asleep. And I woke up, started the fourth quarter. And I said, well, I'll watch it. It's a close game, right? It was like 13 to 12 or something. I'm like, it's nothing but field goals. And um, then I fell asleep again and I woke up and uh, Georgia had won. So I'm like, oh, look at there. I went back to bed. Yeah, that was it. There wasn't much more to it. So, But uh, TJ McKenzie, Seth Jenkins, uh, two great guys. Uh, big shout out to their coach, Pam Martin Wells, for reaching out and getting me in touch with these guys. And um, it's, you know, the college deal, KG, that's – we're seeing it now. You know, uh, you got, what, Jacob Fouts coming up this week on the Rookie Pod, uh, David. So, I mean, you, you've got guys that we're seeing these college guys come up and, and do things into the pro circuits now. And I mean, what, a, what a crazy way to get into professional bass fishing. So, Well, you know, they, they also described what we've talked about before is the reason why we feel – a lot of these anglers that fish high school and I think especially college, you know, do so well when they, if they make the jump into the professional ranks, it's because it was twofold. They get to see a lot of these different lakes and a lot of, a lot of different parts of the country at different times. Right. So they're learning about those lakes. But the other thing is because it is a team atmosphere, just like these guys talked about that, you know, they feed off each other, they help each other. Their learning curve is so quicker than someone out here just trying to do it on their own. I mean, it's it's like night and day difference. Right, right. No, it is. You're exactly right. I mean, it's the learning curve here is is so much higher too than than than, than what it was. I mean, these guys are really because you know when you and I were in high school and college, we fished every team tournament trail we could fish, but they were local, weren't they? You know, if you went off to college somewhere and you fished everything in that area. But I mean, these guys are all over and back. It seems so. Yeah, and and you know the information about fishing that's out there now wasn't anywhere near that oh, when no. you and I were that age. No, no, it's uh, it's absolutely crazy. So, but a big congratulations to TJ and Seth. Uh, I, I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. When TJ started talking, I I thought that. Uh, we had Patrick Walters on one. <laughs> well, I could tell he's from South Carolina. Oh yeah, he's definitely from South Carolina, and I doubt his shorts. So he doesn't have the shorts. Yeah, I doubt his shorts are as short as what uh, as what PWs are. So, but uh, what's our countdown, Dave? I know we got a pro circuit on Sam Rayburn coming up here. In what about? Let's see. At the about, end of the month, but. About 16 days. Just over right? two weeks. Yeah, just over to about 16 days. We've got uh, the first PC coming up, yep. and then uh, BPT kicks off down in West Monroe, uh, and then Elite on St. John. So I'm seeing a lot of northern guys, right, already kind of making that plunge, making that drive down to Florida. Um, I see where a lot of guys are getting are, are down there right now, and um, Josh Douglas and a number of others that have left the snow. And they're down there camping, getting some practice in, getting some things ready to go. So 
A lot of stuff happening right now. And our first open is when? When is that coming up? I know that's coming up soon, isn't it? Uh, we talked about this already. I don't have it on my list over there on, on my page, but I know it's it's upcoming here. <clears throat> you know what? I can just go to the tournaments page on our on EnglishChannel.com and find out a little more information there. We also have a new feature at EnglishChannel.com now. We have a trails function up on top of the page. You can, um, right beside tournaments, if you are looking for a particular tournament trail, you can now search it, find it, and get all the information you need about that particular trail in one stop. So normally it was a button or two push or three to get to that. Now it's right there. It's right there at your fingertips. So make sure you check that out. Uh, let's see. What um, first open is when? The third, February 3rd on Kissimmee Chain. So the way it looks, is that right, Dave? Yep. Right on top of a. That is correct, sir. Right on top of a Toyota event on Okeechobee. So, well, everybody's working together, and I, you know, I, I saw, I saw where Bill Taylor is uh, is retiring, right? And so I've seen some posts from people within the industry, right, that you know have talked about you know the courtesy that Bill gave them when they were with another, uh, another. Uh, pro circuit or another tour and, and all the different things. And Bill's a great guy. I've known Bill a long time. You know, I can't talk like Bill, like Luke Duncan does. Luke's got a pretty good uh, Bill Taylor voice. So does Brad and mine. I don't have that. But, um, you know, I think Bill's going to be missed in this industry. What do you think, KG? Um, for, you know, for sure. And, you know, Bill's kind of, as we've referred to sometime, is, is old school. You know, he he did not hesitate telling you straight up how it was. Right. And and I really think that's why most anglers, you know, really appreciate it because that that's what you need. When you're in that environment, that kind of situation, that's what you have to have in order to keep keep things in order. No, you do. And if there's anybody that's had to deal with more polygraph tests and more um what's the word I'm looking for? Um come on, KG, help me out here. Um uh, protest that deal with more protests. Anglers it's, riding the center line. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 Bill. So I mean, um, so yeah, congratulations to Bill on his retirement. That's a big deal, and uh, that'll be that'll be good for him. We can find a guy this crazy industry we call uh, professional bass fishing. So, David, what else am I missing this week? Um, trying to think here. Well, since we're on the topic of what was it, the MLF side there, uh, Revital Outdoors signs a sponsorship with Major League Fishing. I think they're well, that's what the BFLs, but I forget what they are exactly. But yeah, <laughs> and I got a note from Joe Oparker today about the MLF Korea's television broadcast of the uh, Toyota Championship. That's interesting. I've watched a little bit of it. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it was a great edit, but, uh, pretty cool deal, but I didn't get, uh, didn't get a chance to spend a lot more time, you know, watching it. But then, you know, we know Strike Kings Pro Team Journal, new episode came out last night. So, uh, you guys make sure you tune into that on the Kings of Bass YouTube page. Um, that was well, well received last week. And, uh, before we get out of here, I got to make sure that everybody says a little prayer for our buddy. Um, Mr. Mark Copley with Rather Outdoors, Strike King and Lose. 
he is going to undergo um, a heart procedure this Friday, the 14th. And so I uh, hope you guys are keep him in your prayers. Um, they're going to do it in the cath lab there in South Carolina. I don't know what I would trust somebody from South Carolina to do a heart deal with me. KG, what do you think? Sometimes you just don't have much of a choice. No, that's You go true. with what you have. That is true. So hopefully uh, that will go well for him. So y'all please keep him in your prayers and, uh, and your thoughts as well as, as he undergoes that. And then um, let's see what else we got going on. We got you pickums, the fully loaded you pickums coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll get that rolling and uh, get that back happening. Oh, and Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, I believe the signups are under are underway for that right now. We do have or will have a uh, a Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing uh, team or a challenge going on, a group, I guess you could say. So make sure you log on to uh, Bassmaster.com slash Fantasy Fishing and join in. We'll be giving away a lot of Sportsman's Warehouse gift cards and a lot of other gifts and, surprise, and, and prizes for winners and things throughout the year. But, KG, what happens? You've you got to do what to win? You have to submit your teams. you got to play, don't you? you got to play. you got to play to get paid. So, yes. Uh, what you got to do so make sure you, you get signed up for that and uh and go from there so guys big week for y'all kg when's your first toad event coming up um it's not until third week of february maybe okay yeah i see it now i see it now between it our like... neely henry and something else event yep it's uh, you're right so it's right uh right ahead of the logan martin event so yep. is that like a wednesday thursday friday event or tuesday wednesday thursday tuesday wednesday thursday oh that's interesting that's interesting why are they taking these and, and making them odd days like that they're they're not all that way and you know this is almost the exact same schedule we had last year and we did the same thing last year did i'm okay. i'm guessing it has to do with either the trailer needs to be somewhere else you know the weekend before weekend after or they're trying to they're trying to miss I mean, Gunnersville has so many tournaments now. Right. Sometimes it, you know, they have to do that in order to keep from being on top of something else. Sure. Sure. No, I understand that. You got it. it's, it's actually not it's not too bad. It kind of messes up practice a little bit, but it's kind of nice being on the water in the middle of the week. Well, especially Gunnersville. Especially Gunnersville, because a lot of times on Gunnersville, um, especially this time of year or during the summertime, they'll pull current all week long and then you get to, you know, the final tournament day or the tournament on Saturday. And boy, she shut off slick. So it kind of keeps things probably I would think a little more a little more um uh you know consistent, I guess you could say. So I, I just hope that the temperature uh is a little bit warmer and we don't have boats stuck to trailers and people that can't open their live well lids. You and me both. You and me both. So you've got elite on the Harris chain prior to that, and then that bit that's the stage two for uh bpt on fork and then you guys are on gunnersville then of course abt is on neely henry the weekend before and then uh, logan martin the weekend after so we're getting into uh we got a couple more weeks here uh, in january that it's it's kind of quiet and then uh kind of all hell breaks loose for the next four or five months doesn't it so yeah, it'll be good it we need be, it. it it will be good so david what's on your uh, agenda for this weekend 
Uh, well, I got a, like I said earlier, I guess in the show, I've got a, well, Friday, I, I got a recording for another rookie episode. So I got that to start off the weekend with. And then I think it's going to be, I don't know, quiet, but it's been pretty cold up here. So I, as I get older, maybe I don't like this freezing type stuff. But yeah, just trying to stay warm, I guess. It's really uneventful. Okay. Rona's going around again, so yeah. Yep, it's out there. It is. It is happening. So, we did our trick step trivia last week, talking about Striking's Pro Team Journal. I only had one person that chimed in, and uh, his answers were wrong. That's the uh, KG's wearing his trick step hat. Look at there. <laughs> so, so uh, I need to know. We need some more people to chime in here, so I can get some answers. We need to know where the first Pro Team Journal, the when, where, and who. All right. Who was on the first episode of Strike King's Pro Team Journal when it first started airing? And I will give you a hint. Okay. I started with Strike King in 2002. Okay. It was not 2002 when it started. It was not 2010 when it started. It was somewhere between 2003 and 2010. When it started, that gives you seven years to play with there to figure out which January it started, right? Because it runs Q1 and Q2 of each year. So I need to know who was on the first episode. I need to know when the first episode aired. Just give me a month and a year. Matter of fact, just give me a year. I'll give you the month. It was January, okay? Give me the year. And then if you've got the where, that's even better. So the who, when, where, Strike Keys Pro Team Journal, the first episode, and uh, we'll give a little prize back out for that. How about them apples? That work, David? I think the the who is easier to come up with than the where. The who is, but I'm going to tell you, the few answers I've gotten, boy, they've bounced all around him. I'm just going to be honest with you. And it is a him, just so you know. But they've bounced all <laughs> well, around mean, him. And it's not Denny Brower. Denny Brower was not on the first episode. All right, because Denny Brower and Tracy Bird were the hosts of the show. Tracy Bird more than Denny, but Tracy, Tracy and Denny both were the hosts of the show. And if you think I'm just saying that to say it, that'll probably be a trivia question later on in life. So remember that, right? Tracy Bird, Watermelon Crawl, the old country singer, good dude. Spent a lot of time in my truck driving around Nashville. So uh, one of the highlights of my career right there. But, uh, yeah, so the who, when, and where, or the who, yeah, who, when, and where, Strike Kings Pro Team Journal, first episode, 256-535-3217. That's the X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trick Step. And this has been the Trick Step trivia portion of the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and get out of here and let you guys get back on the water. I promise next week I'll be feeling better and have all my ducks in a row. Kind of, sort of, maybe. I don't know. It's a lot goes on between here and then, now and then, rather. And um, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Guys, any parting, any last words of wisdom or anything you've learned this past week? I'm afraid to ask KG that question. Well, you know, every, every time you ask that, there, there, you know, there's a list of things that I just don't speak of. So... And that's why I struggle sometimes because it's it's kind of hard for me to get out of that list I don't speak of. <laughs> okay. All right. David, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not the wise one out of the three of us, so I have no words of wisdom, nor 
again, going back to this whole wisdom thing, I don't think I really learned anything. It's just been a cold. My brain is still semi-frozen. So, yeah, just trying to let it hopefully thaw before. I mean, I'm looking for, I mean, well, all these fishing shows are starting to air on TV. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm not a, you know, a big ice fisherman and all the water here is all frozen up. So, I don't know. I got the itch, though. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. My guys at Minn Kota and Hummingbird have been doing some ice fishing stuff here lately, and they're on Mille Lacs right now, right? I saw some pictures. That ain't ice fishing, boys. I'm sorry. They are literally sitting in a camper with holes in the floor, right, in the heat, fishing. That's not the ice fishing I knew. But I've never done it, but I've, what I've seen is guys in tents and little shacks out there ice fishing, right? This is like, you know, bougie ice fishing is what I want to call it, right? Bougie ice fishing. You know, this is something that you see on like the Kardashians or, or some kind of, yeah. you know, reality show. So um, if anybody feels bad for my guys, Luke Loverick and them, Tim Price, up there ice fishing on Malax right now, don't be. Don't be. Because they're out there in their little house, in the little trailer that's on the ice. Having a big time. I can I can see it now. I've seen some pictures. I I don't know what's in that refrigerator, but I guarantee you it's full of something probably pretty good. You know, I don't, is it really ice fishing if you don't have the full outdoor experience with it? That's a negative. There goes Ryder. That is a negative. That is true. So, but uh, if you're ice fishing, be safe. Make sure that ice is thick enough. Make sure you're wearing that PFD. Buckle that sucker up tight. My boy Ben Cole the other day, he was uh, he wasn't real sure about that if I double life check after I showed him some pictures. But um, big shout out to our new camera crew, uh, Ben Cole, Blake McLean, helping us out this past weekend at the ABT Live um, and doing the uh, doing the television stuff for and, us. And and thanks to Laura for coming back. And of course, Laura Agee, yes, for coming back and putting up with you all day, or maybe it was you putting up with her. I don't know, but you guys no, made a putting good team. up with. So, you know, putting up with me is not an easy task. It's not. It's not. But you guys had a uh, you guys did a great job, from what I could tell, what I could see anyway. When you were uh, when you had the backpack on, it looked really good. So, well, guys, thanks for tuning in this week's um, Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. You never know when David's going to grab a reviewer and uh, hand out some prizes that I don't know about. And, uh, of course, make sure you can, you, you can find us on all your uh, podcast apps as well as anglerschannel.com. Check out our socials. If you've got a tournament you want to submit or a tournament trail, hey, make Jay, sure you get you? that what, is Santa Claus? What, what was that? What are you doing over there? <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm trying to close the damn show, and you're over here having – what are you doing? A blast from the Take past. Take off the rails. Huh? Take off the rails. <laughs> Apologize. For our uh, for our Emmanuel College buddies, TJ McKenzie, Seth Jenkins, for the English Channel Circus, because by God, we are a circus tonight. Guys, have a great weekend. Weekend, put that life jacket on, buckle that sucker up tight, hook up that kill switch. Y'all stay safe. We'll see you next week. KG, don't take it personal. And there it is. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to you by Under Armour Fish, Costa Sunglasses, Pro Charging Systems, X-Zone Lures, and Trick Step. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource.